0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the final episode of our first season. We started this journey with a few questions. What causes our colleagues to ask for training to solve a challenge? Why not focus on enhancing the process, technology, or working environment to solve this challenge? Really just trying to dive into why the heck are people calling us all the time and asking for training and what makes them think that way or say that I need training to solve this issue. The ultimate question, the ultimate question, right? The most frequently asked question. I feel like that's, that's how we phrased it. And we had a, a really great season, Talked to some great guests and here's what we learned. So there are professionals that we talked to. They all believe in the value of their L and D team and learning. They think that we're solving problems for them and, and generating revenue for the organization. They believe that training isn't always the answer, which sounds crazy, but they do believe that. I don't think any of our guests actually questioned us when we asked them that, mm-hmm. whether they felt like training was the only way to fix a problem or was this solution that had to be used to fix a problem. And for example, one of our guests even told us all the training in the world isn't going to fix product fit, change a company's culture, or get somebody to follow a broken process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought what was really interesting and one of the big things that we learned was that our guests are also struggling with the same problems we are. We talked to Tara Cohn and from a data analyst perspective, they struggle with the same challenges. People coming to them and saying, I need this, do this. Give me this information. It's like PTSD. uh, Yeah, right. So they're taking orders just like L&D. And so if that's the case... Why do we encounter this question again and again from learning professionals? Rory, I'm going to bounce it over to you. What are your thoughts after this first season? What What did you learn? To say I learned a lot would would very much be an
1: understatement. I think some of the conversations we had throughout this season has provided me a tremendous amount of insight, not just in how I... I'm a learning development professional, but how I engage with people who are not learning development fash- professionals, whether it's within my organization, outside the organization, somebody comes to me with a question, um, understanding kind of their level of knowledge of what L&D is prior to a conversation kind of being started. One of my really big thoughts is that I think we need to learn more about our organization, what the people within our organization do maybe a little bit of background history it's you know it's okay to maybe do a little bit of a linkedin research on your colleague that puts something on your calendar you know who are they how do they define their role within our current organization how do they define what their roles and responsibilities are through linkedin can absolutely help not only lead the conversation but provide me that level of background knowledge when they ask to kind of know, well, this is what they're probably coming for. I learned that I think training isn't always the answer, but I think that's something that I knew. I think these conversations really kind of helped me to solidify that communicate more effectively and efficiently in, in a way that isn't aggressive. You know, I know we have this conversation all the time, but we don't have to be aggressive and t- just straight tell people no. I think, you know, one of the episodes, the one we did with Kathy Moore, provided a tremendous amount of insight and ideas about how we can phrase the questions and conversations that we have with other teams to get them to see for themselves that training isn't the answer without me just saying, no, training isn't the answer. And it, which I may be right, but. No, not the right answer. And I think for me, the biggest thing uh, is better marketing for learning and development. All these conversations we had with people about whether training was the answer, I think underlying was really, do you know what L&D does enough to ask them for help? And to me, that comes back to, Marketing is the learning and development department marketing themselves, branding themselves appropriately so that people come to them with the right questions, the right asks, and that you're not, again, maybe telling them no or, you know, that's not really under my purview or any of the multitude of other things we can say. Because if they know off the bat what L&D does, what their mission is, what their vision is for the organization, what their responsibilities are, then they're much more focused and conscious when they need help to come to you. Um, But those are my thoughts. Those are my takeaways. What about you?
0: I think that's great. And I'm just going to dovetail right into that because I really believe in your thoughts there around marketing. I also think through this process, I've become a lot more conscious of the journey of our stakeholders, of our customers who are coming to us and asking for help. I think back to the Troy Chen conversation where you might have an excited account rep coming to you and saying, hey, people need training on this. And if they don't know L&D's role within the organization, or if they're not aware of the type of value that you can provide to the organization or the work that you do, and you don't already have a relationship with them, then you're really just starting from square one when they get to the table, right? And you don't want to dampen that excitement, but you also want to make sure that you're having a productive conversation and that you're getting to the right place so that you're adding value to the organization and you're doing things that are aligned with what the organization needs from L and D in order to achieve its goals. So I think really being very strong in the role of L and D within the organization and defining that, you know, there's work to be done there and helping our colleagues kind of understand how we can best support them. I really do believe this idea of running the department like a business. And I know that's going to dovetail into our season two, which is very exciting, but, Our products are a combination of learning experiences and technology that are allowing our customers to improve their performance, change their behavior at both an individual and organizational level. And so we need to think of ourselves from that perspective and create the processes, procedures, and experience in order to enable that. And a big part of that is the organization has to know what we do. I think that We need to focus on developing our products. You have to provide an amazing and consistent experience for those who are consuming your products within the organization. So if they can't find you, if the content they access is terrible, uh, or if the content, they access is not meeting their needs, then you're not doing a good job and you're not going to get repeat customers. So if you want funding, if you want, um, support and resources, then you have to have a great service. You have to have a great product. And you just have to have an amazing customer experience. And I think as professionals, we focus way too much sometimes on the experience of the learner and not necessarily the experience of the stakeholder who's coming to you and asking for support with learning. Do you, for example, know how long it typically takes to go from request to implementation? Are you tracking that in any way, shape or form? Are we focused on reducing that cycle time, right? Are we able to think through that experience and fix the challenges that our internal stakeholders are having as they're coming to us so that you're building that relationship, creating a great experience, providing them with an amazing product, and I think that goes a long way to helping you grow your LD organization over time and provide a lot of value to, uh, to the business. And I, I think from that perspective we have to be able to com- communicate a vision for the future. I actually think a lot of L&D teams are kind of bad at communicating their roadmap, what they're doing, what they're implementing, what's coming up next in the pipeline, so that you know, if we're marketing, we're not just marketing products, we're also marketing um, new things that are coming, new ways to learn or improve performance, new innovations that the LND team is creating for the organization and providing a vision that people can kind of latch onto and align to the value that your team brings to the org. And then being able to show that value. And, you know, who did a little bit of research before this episode. And according to a recent LinkedIn Learning State of the Industry report, even though we're doing all this amazing work L&D pros are globally reporting a 159% increase in CEOs, championing learning and development in their organizations. Fantastic. There's all this focus on reskilling, et cetera. We are not changing how we measure success. It's crazy to me that in 2022, we're still gauging success uh, in the same way that we've measured our broader learning programs in the past. And that's just qualitative feedback. We have to find ways to align the value of our product and services to the impact that it has to the business. And I think doing that is gonna show the value of what we do to the organization. organizations, can provide examples of, of how we can impact the organization. And then also it helps us to strengthen and build relationships within the organization because that was like the number one comment I felt like in all of our episodes was this idea of the importance of relationships that you nailed it. I think it was like the first thing you said, Rory, in your list. It's like, we have to be better at building relationships. People have to know what we do. When they come to us, they have to be aware of who we are. And I think stepping out of l and stepping out of that echo chamber, which was like a, a big part of why we started this podcast and why we talked to people outside of l is because we have to understand their perspectives because their perspective is just as important as our perspective. And so understanding where they're coming from, knowing what's important to them is gonna allow us to have a better conversation with them so that we can relate what's important to them with how we can help them achieve those goals. And that maybe training isn't the answer, maybe training's part of the answer, or maybe training is the answer to their solution, but you know we can get there together but it's a lot easier to do that if you already have a relationship with those individuals versus trying to create that relationship when they first uh, come to you and they already have in their mind, this is this is what I want, this is what I need to do, uh, and I would really like it if you would just do it for me. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I got. I I feel like I learned a ton, and, and it's been Same. awesome to be on this journey with you, man. It's been it's been really great.
1: Yeah, and you know, you kind of alluded a little bit to season 2 and and I think we're both very excited for season 2. I think what you'll learn will be phenomenal. This first season has provided me with a tremendous amount of insight that I am already applying. At my job, how I look at things, how I perceive things, whether it's how I prioritize projects, how, like I said, you know, somebody comes to me with a request, it's, you know, a little bit of background research that I do on this person. So I know we set out to kind of answer the question of is training the answer? I think it's situational. And I think the idea and concept of training is very broad but i think that's okay you know i think it's okay as learning development professionals we look at training non linearly i think it provides us a an ability to kind of meet our business partners in the middle when they do come to ask us for a training if we don't look at training as so linearly of oh yeah, well, let's do a live session or let's do an e-learning. It's a partnership, maybe it's a marketing thing. It, you know th- there's all different ways that we can go about providing training. you know even when we talk to Stephanie, you know digital adoption, that's training also. And so it's just conceptually the idea of training at the end of the season changed for me and I think I'm better off for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I I've, I think what we've learned has allowed me to grow professionally. Hopefully also our listeners professionally and we're going to continue that track in season 2. And you know, we're going to dive deeper into uh how to do some of the things that we're talking about in this episode. Uh, but more more to come in the the season 2 kickoff episode which is going to be coming shortly. Uh we've already started to record some interviews and I think you'll get a ton Mm -hmm. of value out of it for sure.
1: Great. Yeah. So any final thoughts, John, before you take us home?
0: I think for me, I really just going back to what, what I said earlier have focused more on the customer experience side of things and thinking more about what is that journey? What's the journey for the stakeholder who's coming to me? How are they aware of what we do? How do they decide to come to us? What is that process for engaging with us? And then how do we go from decision to create training to implementation to evaluation, and then hopefully advocacy and really just aligning that almost to like a sales funnel. And then you just have it on the other side, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, on the one side, I have the request coming in, and then the other side, I have the product being developed and implemented, and then the learners being able to find that product, access it, decide that they want to take it, and then use that information to upskill themselves, uh, to improve their behavior. And then at the end, how do we evaluate that information? And hopefully they're advocating for us and saying, this was amazing. I would totally recommend this. And that cycle just repeats and repeats. And so how do we improve that experience over time on both ends? And how do we build those relationships? Relationships are so key. If that's the one thing I think I would ask anybody to take away from this episode is literally get out of L&D, get out of your team meeting or whatever. Stop talking to your colleague and and griping about somebody coming for training. Yes. Like literally get out of that echo chamber Go talk to somebody in sales, ask them what they do. Go talk to somebody in product marketing, ask them what they do. Data analytics, ask them what they do, ask them how they're measured, shadow them, whatever. Learn about your business, like you said, and I think you'll be better for it and uh, you'll be able to do your job better as well.
1: Great. Yeah. So you want to take us home, our final outro
0: of season one? Well, is there anything, I feel like you asked me if there's any one thing, I got to throw the question back at you. I can't just leave you hanging there. Yeah. For for me, look, this entire episode, we've talked about
1: what we've learned, what we liked. um, But if I had to really, really boil it down to one thing, I've taken away prioritization a lot from this. You know, as we've spoken to a lot of guests, they have a lot of requests. And I think we all can sympathize with that um we get asked all the time for training and it's well how do we how do we prioritize stuff and knowing what people do what they're responsible for uh, what their metrics are what they're being graded against is extremely important for us to prioritize projects sure we did the prioritization episode with um rice and you can definitely use that methodology there are other methodologies out there you pretty much just like home grow something for the most part but at the end of the day and i think we can both agree both of our biggest takeaways here are, are relationship building and if you know what somebody is responsible for what the business is holding them accountable to when they come to for a training you can use that as the ability to map your prioritization of the projects that they ask so when you're looking at twenty thirty trainings that were requested in the last quarter, you can go ahead and say, Oh, yeah, well, I know John works on this department. And this is what he was responsible for. And at the end of next quarter, his team needs to show this, let's prioritize that so we can help him build that relationship, build that level of trust, build that out. So when you need help, you can go to john or you can go to whoever else and you know, have that kind of relationship. Um, And if somebody says, hey, you met your goal, how did you do it? Oh, L&D helped me. It's great brand building. So to me, that's what this is about. Um, That's what I learned. That's my number one takeaway. And I'm very, very much looking
0: forward to season two. Love it. Well, thanks for listening to season one, everybody. Keep on the lookout for season two launch. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for updates. As always, you can find out more on our website, istrainingtheanswer.com, or feel free to email us at istrainingtheanswer at gmail.com.